0: Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message brought to you by John Crampton. For more podcasts, news and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za Great, so good to be with you this morning. Wow, trust that you are keeping warm and uh, that you're full of the joy of the Lord. So many things that we're facing as a nation and uh, so many difficulties and challenges. And we just know that the Lord is faithful. He's going to carry us through. And uh, I want you to hold on to hope and to faith. No matter what you're facing, God is powerful and he's going to come through for you. So good. Well, what I want to do this morning is uh, continue with that uh, Theme I started a couple of weeks back called look to the rock and as we as a, uh, a company of people we have received so much from our spiritual father it's great for us to just take a few moments and to stop and to recognize what we have as our inheritance and you know, the biggest thing that we can gain from anyone is truth and an impact in our lives that's going to cause us to grow spiritually. And so if you look in Isaiah chapter 51 and the first three verses, it says, Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness and who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut and to the quarry from which you were hewn. Look to Abram your father and to Sarah Who gave you birth. When I called him, he was only one man, and I blessed him and made him many. The Lord will surely comfort Zion and will look with compassion on all her ruins. He will make her deserts like Eden, her wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving and the sound of singing." So this concept of looking to the rock, of seeing where we've come from, what is part of our inheritance, what's part of our DNA, why are we shaped the way we are? And, uh, you know, Dad used to say, uh, he loved quoting from The Sound of Music, that particular phrase that said, nothing comes from nothing, nothing ever did. In other words, who we are and what we do, we shaped because it comes from somewhere, it comes from something. And so, a lot of who we are, what we believe, what we stand for, comes as part of our heritage. And so, we need to hold on to these things, not because we want to be stuck in the past, but the Lord has given to us gifts and graces, and we want to become good stewards. Of these things that he's given to us, so what I want to talk to you this morning is one of the things that um, was learned through decades of walking with the with Jesus, and that is this whole thing of freedom for the captives. Uh, Many people talk about a deliverance ministry. Uh, We know that this is part of our walk with the Lord that we would come out from being in a place of bondage to the enemy. A a favorite scripture of ours here at Breakthrough is Isaiah 61. And so uh, in verse 1 it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, To proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. So we know that this is part of the mandate that Jesus has given to us as the church, right? And this is part of our heritage of what we to walk in because God has given to us that same anointing. And so what was released onto Jesus in terms of his ministry is also being imparted to us. So he's called us to walk in the same things and to do the same things that Jesus did. All right. So if Jesus was anointed to do these things, he's also calling us to walk into these things. And so the Spirit of the Lord is upon us that we too would be about proclaiming freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Okay. So we want to be uh, involved in setting people free. And we know that this freedom takes place in different ways at different times. There's emotional freedom. There's spiritual freedom, and uh, there's physical freedom. All these different things sort of linked together, and we're going to touch on them in, in the coming weeks. But specifically, what I wanted to zero in is those who are oppressed of the enemy. And Jesus, he demonstrated the will of the Father. In fact, in uh, 1 John chapter 3, And verse 8, it says, The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. And so whatever the enemy, he comes to steal, kill, destroy. What he was doing, Jesus came to undo. And Jesus is still working today in and through his people. And he's bringing about freedom and healing and wholeness. And we participate in the work of Jesus' ministry we too are about destroying the deeds of evil, All right? Whatever the works of the devil, whatever he did, we undo them, we destroy them. And so we know that demonic oppression is one of the works of the enemy. When Lucifer was cast out of heaven because iniquity was found in him, one- third of the angels went with him, and so those fallen angelic beings become evil, demonic entities. And so there are principalities and powers. We have them in uh, the, you know, in, in, in the heavenly realms, we've got the angels and the archangels, right? So we've got in the, the, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, we have all these angelic hosts. All right, that serve uh, God and do His bidding. They are ministering servants uh, that minister, ministering spirits that minister to God's people. We also have the counterfeit, we have the enemy. And so we have the, you know, almost want to say the dark side. But we have those who do the deeds of darkness. And so those uh, demonic, uh, unclean, evil spirits are at work. In the world and are carrying out uh, the enemy, the devil, his, his plans. But God has given to us great power that we would come against these things. And so uh, in Isaiah 61, it says that we to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. So that day of vengeance is God taking vengeance on his enemy, the devil, and the the angelic realm that rebelled and became the demonic forces okay and so god is actively working to bring about the destruction of whatever the enemy has been doing and so the day of vengeance of our god god its vengeance is not against you know mankind in as much as against whatever the enemy has doing, done done whatever he's doing, the demonic realm that followed him. And of course, any people that come into alignment with the devil's plans, they're setting themselves in opposition to God, because that's what rebellion does, and God will bring about a judgment. But he's going to give people lots of time and opportunity to repent, because he doesn't want anyone to perish, but he wants them to come into the light, out of darkness into light, and come into the place of freedom. So as we co-labor with God, we are doing the same works that Jesus did, and that is to bring freedom to the captives. So we see Jesus he taught the people when he was on the earth, he taught his disciples. There was a large following of people that would travel with him. And um, you know that there was the, obviously the 12, and then there were the 72. We know there was the 120. We know there was the 500. We know there were vast crowds. He fed the 4,000. He fed the 5,000. Massive crowds of people following Jesus, listening to his teaching. Okay? And so Jesus, he would teach, but he would also demonstrate that the kingdom had come. And he would say, You know, by the finger of God, if I cast out demons, it demonstrates that the kingdom of heaven is near, it's at hand. And so Jesus, he taught, but he also did, he demonstrated. And that's our model. All right? So we not only want to teach people that there's freedom available, but we need to be demonstrating the power of God to set people free. So we don't just want to live in a place of theory. But we want to live in the place of reality. And so this is who we are as the family of breakthrough. And in the wider context, we're part of a group of churches called Foundation Ministries International. But this is who we are, and this is how we live our lives. We live in the freedom of Jesus, and we participate in the setting free of the captives. You will remember the story in... Luke chapter 10 and uh, from verse 17, where Jesus, he sends out the disciples and they go and they are uh, seeing just the most amazing results as they are bringing the kingdom of God uh, in the earth. Verse 17 says, the 72 returned with joy. I just love it. Here we are in Joyburg. All right. We're meant to be people who filled with joy. And when we see the kingdom advancing and expanding, it fills us with great joy. So the 72 returned with joy, and they said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Okay. So this gives us a, a powerful insight into setting captives free. The demons must bow To the name of Jesus. Alright, so the name of Jesus is powerful in bringing the demons into submission to the kingdom of God. Alright, we also know from the book of Revelation that uh, the saints overcame him by the word of their testimony by the blood of the Lamb. And so we know that the blood of Jesus is powerful. in bringing about the destruction of the enemy. Okay, pick it up in again in verse 18. Jesus said, he replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Wow, this is Jesus empowering us as his followers, giving us the authority to trample over snakes and scorpions. Now, remember, this was the part of the prophetic word right back in Genesis chapter 3 that of the seed of Abram, one will arise who will crush the head of the serpent, okay? And so he's giving to us that same authority to crush the snake, to, to crush the serpent. Overcome all the power of the enemy. How much power? All the power. So you know, we as believers, we do not need to be afraid of the demonic realm. He's given to us the authority and the power. And so when we see the enemy at work, we charge in there because we've been given the authority, we've been given the weapons, the power, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, that authority, we step in and we bring the kingdom into that situation. So we don't back off and say, "Oh, I don't know what to do and the devil's too big, whatever. No, he's given to us power and authority. We know what to do. We step in there, right? We bind the enemy, stop him from doing whatever he wants to do, and we tell him to leave, all right? Verse 20, however, do not rejoice that spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. In other words, our glory is not so much in that we're sorting out the devil. Our glory is in that we are part of the family of God. Our names are written in the Lamb's book of life, and we have an eternal inheritance. We're going to be with him forever. It's about his presence. That is is far more important than concentrating on a deliverance ministry. Right? It's more about what God is doing than about what the devil's doing. Let's not be so devil-focused that we miss out on what God is doing. No, our focus is on heaven, what heaven's doing, what God is doing. Verse 21, at that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. Because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned, and you've revealed them to little children. (laughs) Yes, Father, for this is what you are pleased to do. Okay. Who qualifies to be part of the expansion of the kingdom to set the captives free? Little children. Children who part of the kingdom of God. All right? This is part of what we are called to do. We, we are called to set captives free. And it's been revealed to us and it's been given to us. All right? In other words, you don't have to be this long-standing believer who have gone through multiple courses and training before you can take authority over the enemy. No, it's been given to you as children. It's been revealed. Authority and power has been given. It's been revealed to us. Hallelujah. Dad had a personal friendship with Derek Prince, who is a world-renowned authority and teaching on, you know, taking authority over the enemy, bringing deliverance, setting captives free. I remember as a, as a tiny little chap, uh, Derek Prince, actually coming and staying in our house in East London. And uh, mom and dad would tell us the stories because you know, we were long since in bed because we were, you know, tiny little chaps then. But how they would, you know, after the end of an evening meeting, Derek Prince would say, all right, make a couple of slices of toast, fry up two eggs and some bacon, bring out the marmalade and the tea, and they would talk until two and three in the morning where Derek Prince would sit around the kitchen table and would talk with my mom and my dad and would explain to them so much of what he had learned, the insights into setting captives free. There's an enormous inheritance that we get to draw on on years and years of insights from some of the most um, renowned people who the Lord had raised up in, in this area. My dad had been a missionary in Nigeria and had seen firsthand, you know, some of the effects of demonic activity in some of these tribal situations. I had the privilege of traveling with, with dad to a number of countries on the continent. And, uh, and seeing you know, the Lord you know, set people free from demonic strongholds and oppression. Growing up in, uh, in the church, we had a community and then the church of the caring community and highway community. And then obviously is a member here at Breakthrough, being on an eldership with him being involved in a number of situations where we had to get involved with deliverance ministry. This is something that we've seen, we've known, we've practiced, and we still practice. I'm absolutely astounded when I heard that some people in Breakthrough thought, oh, we don't practice deliverance ministry, and they had to go to some other church for a deliverance ministry. It's kind of like, how? How? On earth, do you get there? I'm just blown away that you would think that we do not believe in deliverance ministry. Of course, we believe in deliverance ministry, it's what Jesus did and it's what He's called us to do. But we believe that all of God's people are called to deliverance ministry. That we don't have to set up some kind of a hit squad and only some special category of believer is able to be involved in a deliverance ministry. No, no, no. Why? Because the scriptures say so. All right, so let's go back to the scriptures. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. Jesus, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Verse 16, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs, verse 17, will accompany those who believe. Do you believe? Yes. These signs will accompany you because you are a believer. Okay, what are these signs? In my name, they will drive out demons. Haha. <laughs> They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. These signs will accompany those who believe, right? They will drive out demons. Do you believe? Yes. Then you have the power and the authority to drive out demons, You as a believer have that ability in God to do this. You don't have to call the hit squad. You don't have to get some expert to do it. No, God is saying to you, child of God, I have given to you the authority and the power. And I'm giving to you the mandate to go and expand and extend the kingdom. Please, go into all the world and do this yes that's what we believe at breakthrough and this is part of our inheritance it's part of our heritage and that's why we get on and we do this verse 19 goes on says after the Lord Jesus had spoken to them he was taken up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of God Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. In other words, when we're preaching the word, these signs are going to accompany. And so the word, the truth, is that Jesus still sets captives free, and he's given to us the mandate to do the same. And as we preach and we teach and we do this stuff, so demons have to flee. Hallelujah. Now, one of the things that we have received as part of our inheritance is something that dad learned in the early days of the charismatic renewal. So I grew up in. Uh, told you that we were in the caring center. And then it became the caring community. The Caring Center was a renewal movement back in the early 1970s where many people who'd come from very broken and dysfunctional backgrounds, they came and they lived with us as a family and they grew in discipleship and they grew into a place of wholeness. And as part of this ministry, there was a lot of spiritual deliverance that was taking place. And I remember some crazy groanings and sounds and all kinds of things going on. I mean, back in the day, people puke into buckets and all kinds, of, oh, I mean, it was like horrendous stuff that was going on as they were finding their way through this stuff. Right. But because we had developed a reputation for setting captives free, other churches would send their people to come and get free. People being tormented by night terrors, um, you know, f- furniture shifting around in houses, um, you know, people with suicidal thoughts, people with compulsive behaviors, um, just you know, all kinds of crazy things that that had taken place, and it became overwhelming because you know the enemy, he's okay to sacrifice the minions if it will keep you. Totally on the treadmill so that you get exhausted and burnt out and you can't get on doing the things of the Lord. And so he will send distractions, skirmishes that will keep you from what you really need to be doing. And so it became overwhelming. And One of the things that the Lord revealed was that actually the truth sets people free. Right, And so as people got to an understanding, and you'll see this in in John chapter 8. If you hold on to my teaching, you are really my disciples. And uh, John 8 verse 32, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Verse 34, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Verse 35, now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. Verse 36, so if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Okay, so the truth will set you free, and if the son sets you free, you're free indeed. So we know that the son is is Jesus. He is the living word. His word is a light unto our path. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. So when Jesus comes in, light comes in, darkness has to flee. So when truth comes, deception and darkness actually has to vacate. And so one of the ways in which people were set free from demonic strongholds was through what they called a spiritual prescription. And so they would give to people passages of Scripture to take on a daily basis as though it was a medical prescription. And they would read this three times a day. Once in the morning, once in the middle of the day, once in the evening. And the light of the truth would come and penetrate into their hearts and their minds. And the darkness, the stronghold that the enemy had was weakened and in actual fact would leave. And we found that many people actually got set free from demonic oppression through this um, intervention. In other words, there are so many ways in which people can come free from demonic oppression. Yes, there are times when we need to say, in Jesus' name, get out. Yeah? And we don't need to be afraid, we can go for it. There are other times. When actually, you know, Jesus said the the place was swept clean. The demon came back and found, hey, no one had moved in. So then he called seven stronger and they came and the person was worse off than before. We need to make sure that truth comes in and takes a hold, takes up residence, if you like, inside the person. So that they're not left exposed. So we've learned many things through the years. One of the ways in which we help people come free is through freedom encounters. And uh, it's an opportunity for for the uh, influence and the impact through uh, whatever action of the enemy. Through trauma, through tragedy, through abuse, through you know, just lies of the enemy, whatever it is that's come into people that that actually gets dealt with. And so we, that's one of the ways in which people do get free is through freedom encounters. And of course, we've done training in our uh, School of Supernatural Ministry and we've done training with our Connect Group leaders. People know how to set others free. And so we know that this is part of the mandate on us as a people, as a family. It's part of our inheritance, and we want to steward this well, that we um, are able to walk in freedom ourselves and have the ability to bring others into freedom. All right, so I hope that this has given you some insight into one of the things that we have learned through the years. I had a great privilege of working alongside my dad in so many different areas, uh, whether it was in this country or other countries, going to uh, mission environments and uh, and seeing the Lord uh, set people free. And, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's not kid ourselves and think that demonic oppression only happens in sort of rural village kind of settings. You know, sometimes demons we you know, suits and ties and, and look all respectable. But actually, um, they're, they're serving the, the agenda of the, the enemy. So, captives get set free. And we don't have to have any fear because greater is he who is in us than he who's in the world. And so, we overcome by our testimony By the blood of the lamb, by the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. And so because he is Lord and because we are his, we have full confidence that God hears us when we pray. That he empowers us to carry out his will and his purposes on the earth. All right, so I'm going to pray for you that there would be a fresh infusion of courage and boldness to step out and do the things that God has called you to do. All right, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the family of Breakthrough. And I thank you that you are reawakening inside us the the great heritage that we have, that you're calling us to steward this with intention and uh, to take great care that we advance, that the investment that you've given to us expands, enlarges, increases. We thank you, Lord, that freedom is what you've called us to. Not only For us, but also you've called us to work with you to bring freedom to others. So Lord, I'm asking right now for everybody who's watching, you would release a fresh impartation of boldness by the power of the Holy Spirit that we would know that we are sons and daughters of the Most High. And that all authority and power has been given to us to expand the kingdom of God. And that the kingdom of darkness is being defeated even as we raise up your name and we destroy the works of the evil one. So Lord, let your light Shine into this darkness and let us experience more of your light in our lives and through our lives, in our city and in our nation. May your name be magnified forever and ever. Amen and amen. Wow. <laughs> so good. Come on. It's going to be awesome. The testimonies over the coming weeks and months, as people are going to be set free again and again in different areas and spheres. I'm just so excited about what God is going to be doing. So bless you. Thank you for joining us, our special service today. I want to remind you that tonight at 7 o'clock, There's a joint churches prayer gathering. It's online. It's going to be streamed on our platforms. And uh, and join us for that. We're praying into the city. We're praying into the nation. Uh, I just love the way in which out of a time of crisis that we had just a a month or so ago, the Lord is causing great good to come up. And so we're seeing the green shoots of the advance of the kingdom. Um, And uh, so be part of that. Uh, join us seven o'clock tonight as we join together with other believers from around the city and uh, just advance notice that uh, we're going to do another one of those prayer drives on Saturday the 18th of September and we're going to be driving around uh, this the city here in Joyburg and uh, we, we're going to uh, carry the name of Jesus as we pray into the suburbs and uh, the different areas but God bless you. Have an awesome week. Until next time, God bless.